When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, we're back for Hard Knocks Week 4. Robin Akiva get knocked up. Yes, that's right. Uh, we are back here to talk about another week of Hard Knocks here with a guy who would never, ever be making Not a charcuterie up. board. It's Uncle Kiwi, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? There is, I'm good, yeah. There is like this, because this is ultimately, Hard Knocks is a reality television show, right? Yeah. There is like a, a a meta aspect of like breaking the fourth wall of reality TV that it started happening. Like the real world started like showing the cameras chasing after the people and things. Mm -hmm. But the guy coming up with a catchphrase in episode one, wearing the shirt of the catchphrase in episode four. And then cut in episode well, five. And then and then, yeah, well, spoiler alert, because it hasn't aired yet. Yeah, he's going to get cut. Um, is uh, it's a little too, it, it would be like if Mike, the situation like, it's like, hey, I love Jim Tan Laundry. The next week on Jersey Shore, it's like him talking about Jim Tan, Jim Tan Laundry. Yeah, I think that's kind of shirt. a weird example because it's like when in the Jersey Shore canon, like the stuff that was happening in Jersey Shore season two was like airing during Jersey Shore season three and people were fighting mm -hmm. about things that they were seeing in Jersey Shore season two uh, during uh, the airing of Jersey Shore season three. So that might be a, a weird example, but I get what you're saying. And also... Yeah, very meta where the things that were happening last week on Hard Knocks are like being talked about and people are responding to the reaction of things that happened on Hard Knocks. Um, yeah, I don't remember this happening before. And I they used to like, listen. Because nobody be watched Hard Knocks when the Jets weren't on it. I guess. But um, but the players always watched mm -hmm. it, you know, like mm -hmm. the people on that team. And yeah, yeah, I, I think it's just society as a whole. Like we have to reference everything. Can't leave anything alone. We got to just like talk about, you know, what we're, what we're seeing. Yeah. All right. So we've got episode four, only one more episode of Hard Knocks to go. And we got to see uh, the big Battle of New York, uh, the Jets versus the Giants. We actually recorded our last Renap episode right before that. And it was a very fun preseason game to watch, I thought. 
Yeah, there is as good more, as it gets you know, for preseason football. Yeah, because there is some bad blood. These teams actually play each other this year, yeah. so it's weird they shouldn't even play in the preseason the year they play each other. Honestly, because now who knows? Jihad Ward is going to go after Aaron Rodgers all game. Oh, I mean, yeah. Game. So this was like a big thing that ended up happening in this episode of Hard Knocks, where you know I, I didn't even notice it in the real time. It like it wasn't talked about so much during the game, but. Aaron Rodgers got a little chippy with one of the Giants uh, defensive linemen. And in, in fairness to Aaron Rodgers, I don't even know who he is. Uh, what's his name? Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward. And he that he basically uh, like got a little, a little extracurricular with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got, you know, very annoyed. I think that Aaron Rodgers like, hey, dude, like you're lucky I'm even playing in this preseason game. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, well, that's why you don't want to play a guy like Rogers, but also the, the player it's weird. Cause you have players who are like, I don't want to be in this game. And then players like my entire livelihood depends on how I play. In yeah. This game. The Tanzel smarts of the world weird. of like, okay, uh -huh. I, my, my shoulder is dislocated. I've got to get back out there. Right? No, it is weird that you're like, uh, it, the difference between people who are like, oh, I would like pay not to play in this game versus like, uh, you know, whether I could like buy a home is dictated exactly by my play on like 20 plays in this game. Yeah. And so there was this moment in the game where uh, then this uh, this player was pushing Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' comeback. It's like, dude, I don't even know who you are. And his comeback to Aaron Rodgers was, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Which is funny like, because... Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, even Judd Ward is like, he's been in the NFL for like seven, eight years. He's sort of towards yeah. the end of his career maybe, but like... He's not a complete nobody. He made the team, uh, but it, it would be it would be funnier if he actually didn't know where Aaron Rodgers was. Like I hate quarterbacks so much. I don't know how long their <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to know. I don't study film on them. I just. I just like. Uh, I hate the person. Whoever is back there, I'm gonna go after them. I thought you were Elijah Moore, number eight on the Jets. Yeah, maybe that's what he meant. He was not an Elijah Moore fan. It's possible. Yeah. So, all right. So, and this has been the thing, Akiva, that has sort of been like blowing up a little bit on social media today that the Giants fans, I feel like, have uh, taken this very personally. Um, I'm surprised. Like, who they care so much about? Like, he Rogers was clearly in the right. You can't push a guy. The push he did in the regular season is totally fair, but you can't do that in the in the preseason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a veteran who was making the team, you can't do that. Now, did he sack Aaron Rodgers last year in the game that Green Bay played against the Giants? Oh, I don't know. I feel like that I, there, I saw up. some clips uh, going around where people were like, uh, get the, "Boy, Aaron Rodgers versus the Giants!" Like this is turning into like a real rivalry and normally like I'm you know here for all of like the anti-giants rhetoric but I just drafted Daniel mm -hmm. Jones as my second quarterback in my longtime keeper league so I can't even be anti-giants now no he started the game against Aaron Rodgers yeah. but he did not record a sack I he did, had two quarterback hits yeah so I did feel like that hard knocks was very much you know and I know it's hard knocks with the Jets but I feel like that they were a little bit like rubbing in the, the Giants were I, I thought very disrespected uh all through this whole episode of hard knocks about how the Jets are going to be the talk of the city. They're going to own this town. Well, I mean, it's funny because this the show has like made it Jets fans to be insufferable. Like we're the vibes are <laughs> immaculate. We're so excited. We haven't been this excited in 15, 20 The years. vibes were so immaculate for the Jets this preseason. <laughs> but what was not immaculate was the past. <laughs> I mean, it's, but, that's yeah. every single. He, he had one this week. 
no team is going to be perfect, but Aaron Rodgers is perfectly ready for the regular season. <laughs> so forced. Liam, you forced that one so hard. The city that never sleeps is sleeping on its crosstown's rivals. A hundred percent. There's mm-hmm. 12 of those every day. I mean, at this point, it's just a bit. Um, but now I think the rest of the league who that nothing, the Jets that didn't think of us at all, like John Hamstyle now hates us. And we haven't <laughs> even played a game yet. And we're, we're like, we're like, hey, going to be number one in the league. If, Akiva, if you don't have any haters, you're not popping. It's true. The Jets are popping. We're like, popping. Teams are popping right now. It is true. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that this Jets Giants game now is like a bigger game on the schedule now coming up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of games before we get there, but I, I do, I do think it'll be, you know, especially if both teams are decent, it could, it could really have. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. at least one of the teams is terrible. Now, did Randall Cobb start the chippiness between the Jets and the Giants? Because you know, yeah, the the, sh- <laughs> the show is very pro Jets, right? Yeah, but, of course. But Cobb, that was like a brutal hit for a preseason <laughs> from a veteran. Even, <laughs> that was even so Rogers funny. was like, "What are you doing?" I did like, and you don't really see this that often. Uh, Randall Cobb's lovely wife yeah. um, started telling her kids and and uh, the, the family member next to them, oh, that's going to cost us like $20,000. Mm-hmm. That hit, which you don't really think. Like, if I was in the NFL and I had a late hit and we got a fine from the league, my wife would be furious at me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you told you not to do it. You had to do it, go for the late hit. So I, I hear you. I, I like the idea of the wife being mad that he got like a uh, $20,000 penalty. In the yeah. So I was watching the game. Did you watch this game? The jets and the giants? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, this is like so fun that this is a podcast. Cause I feel like that this would be like our pre-show talking before we did a podcast that we mm-hmm. had to do. So it might I'm have glad. the same amount of people listening. I don't care. I don't care. It's a, we're having the same conversation. No, we're just like, uh, this no, is like what fun. the $75 yeah, yeah. patrons get to hear. Uh, but I was, mm-hmm. so I was watching the broadcast and it was a giants broadcast. And I even yeah, feel like that during the broadcast, like uh, Carl Banks was like, ah, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But it was so funny that they, uh, Carl Banks was like, yeah, people don't even know what's a penalty anymore and what's not. But when Randall Cobb got back to the huddle, Aaron Rodgers was like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it's not 2014. And Randall Cobb's like, yeah, I yeah. forgot. I forgot. He, he blacked out. He blacked out. He, he hadn't it's been so long. I've season. got to hit anybody. I just made a mistake. He's like, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> now, imagine if you're like Jerome Cap, who ends up getting cut at the end of this episode, and you did that hit. You would lose money by being a football player because he's not, you know, he didn't make the team. He's not, mm-hmm. I don't even think, making the practice squad. Yeah. And he would get fined twenty thousand dollars. The fines are are, they, of, the, are the fines no the same in the preseason, Akiva, or the the fines even worse? Is it like a construction zone of like, hey, it's the preseason, right. fines are tripled. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but Randall Cobb was joking about it. Like he was saying, like Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to pay it for him. Yeah, It'd be nice if he could. Annoying. Yeah, it, it's probably annoying being so much richer. Like even though it's a bunch of rich people primarily, like. Because you're always expected to like, oh, he just could do that. He could pay the twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Like it's nothing to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Like, uh, you know, for Randall Cobb, uh, what's his salary this year? He's probably making like uh, he's probably getting a couple million, right? Yeah, I'd say about three, probably. Yeah, so it's not like that. He's like one of these like people that are trying to you know make uh, you know make the roster that's getting like you know two hundred thousand uh, dollars you know for a training camp. Yeah, it, it was. It is three million dollars, but. Um, no, but he's got a big family to feed. He's got to feed the whole cop, the, cop, mob, the know, whole cop growing. mob. I love the cop mob. 
I love that it's happening. Although his wife is a fancy lawyer, so it's you know he's probably doing better financially than yeah. A lot of I think players. that Randall Cobb's uh, like I think that like Jets fans were a little bit annoyed with like the signing of Randall Cobb of like that he got signed like oh my god an old guy have, do we need to bring him? all his friends Aaron Rodgers yeah, yeah oh but I do think that Hard Knocks really did a lot of PR for Randall Cobb where I feel like we love Randall Cobb and I think that and like Randall Cobb's son. The one who has the same eyes as Randall Cobb, like he's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Like get him on Jets social media, and people are just going to be loving the Cobb mob now. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I was against it, but now it's like, oh, he's going to play, and it's okay, better than maybe the kids who they focus on a lot in this episode too. Yeah. So yeah, we did spend a lot of time with sort of like the bottom of the wide receiver depth. One of the things I thought was really interesting, Akiva, and we ta- have talked a little bit about like just how much like creative control do the Jets have on the final approval of things. Mm-hmm. You would think that it would be a big storyline in this episode, especially when we're focused so much on the wide receiver room about the sudden retirement of yeah. Corey Davis. Yeah, one Wait. of the more high profile players on the team retires out of nowhere at 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, not mentioned, I don't believe, in the episode. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Is it? Did they even bring it up for a second? It did not. Corey Davis's name did not even get Amazing. said. Amazing. Incredible. Now, what's even crazier is the Jets have their own knockoff hard knocks always called One Jets Drive, which is very well done for sort of a team YouTube show. It's really, mm-hmm. they put a lot of money into it and it looks great. Um, Robert, I don't watch it every week, but I saw a clip on social media. Robert Sala addressed the team and said, I just want you to know. Corey Davis retired. Uh, everyone should give him a call. Make sure he's doing okay. Yeah. The wide receivers coach got like a little more personal because he's like on their, uh, you know, one of their guys. And now that had already broken because they aired it first, but it is so bizarre. This is like, uh, yeah, it, it is really, it like, really, uh, it seems like an information minister. Like for people that are in the know, it sounds like that there's like some sort of like real life personal issue mm-hmm. that's going on with, uh, with, with Corey Davis and nobody really wants to speculate too much about it. But it must be like some kind of odd situation where that hard knocks doesn't even like name check Corey Davis retirement yeah. and why that there is a reason that some of these young wide receivers could make the roster and why it's important for them. Right. It, it, yeah. It, you could say like, we, even if they said with the sudden retirement of receiver Corey Davis and then just like flashing to like an ESPN graphic about it, you know, mm-hmm. like I, they didn't have any footage beyond the one Jets drive footage. I understand. They probably mm-hmm. he was never there, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So they really had nothing on him. But even if it was like mention Corey Davis and then show B-roll footage of him scoring a touchdown last year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even um, like one of these like WFAN clips or like NFL right. network yes. of like, boy, Corey Davis retired as uh, a Jets. Uh, they might be a little light at wide receiver this year. Yes. Yeah. So it was very bizarre. I, I agree. I, I yeah. think uh, strange. And so a nice that both of the ping pong brothers at recording time uh, in uh, Brownlee and Gibson uh, have uh, are both as of recording time uh, on the 53 man roster. Yeah, it is possible one of them gets cut and they would be on the practice squad. But they as of now, they have a lot more offensive players and defensive. So I do think probably someone's going to get cut. Mm-hmm. On the receivers, but yeah. there's even a seventh receiver that they ended up keeping. Yeah, right now. So maybe they both make it. And the guy, Erwin uh, Charles, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, IUPUI, I believe, in the University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is uh is, is you know so he's probably the seventh man and gibson is the punt returner, yeah. so he's probably more, most likely to make the team akiva the big story in this episode was also that we got the full-on sopranos tribute where mm -hmm. we basically it looks like okay we're doing a shot for shot recreation of the uh, beloved hbo uh before it was max show the prestige drama the Sopranos, and I'm like, who's this driving the car? And it turns out to be Robert Sala uh, in the recreation of the shot-for-shot -shot Sopranos opening title sequence. What do you think of this? Well, uh, isn't Tony going? Is Tony going to Jersey in in the opening sequence? I think he's coming home from. Uh, like, he's I think he has been in New York, and I think he's coming yes. home to Jersey. Right. Yes, I agree. So Salah here, I think, is going the other way, or or he's just in Jersey going on the. I don't. I, I don't, I don't think he ever left Jersey. To be honest, right? Like, why Maybe. would Salah even be in New York? Like the stadium, the practice facilities in New Jersey. Like, does he right. live on Long Island or something? Like, what? The no, he definitely lives in Jersey because yeah. it was like in he the lives news in Jersey. A lot. Practice facilities he had in Jersey. A lot of the stadiums. Issues. In Jersey, so yeah, I don't sure. know. Was he on the NFL Network or something? I don't know what he needed to go, but I don't even know where that is now. A yeah. lot of the, even the channels are. I know MLB is in Jersey, so mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I did like it. Uh, even you know, I love Tony Soprano, but I have to say he's a fake Jets fan. Bet a huge amount of money on the Jets, and then didn't watch the game and found out about the uh, <laughs> yeah, score but the James Gandolfini famously uh, a Jets yes, fan. Yes, yes, James Gandolfini and Tony Soprano are Jets fans. But James, uh, he was always anytime I would go to a game, which back in the day was always. They would uh, often or always show James Gandolfini on the uh, screen. And I mentioned I sat next to him at a Knicks game once, which was pretty sweet. Okay. Now, I will say that the only I, – I loved it. It was great. My wife was watching. Okay. There's, she's like a you know, Robert Sala fan for life now uh, for multiple reasons, I think. And so mm -hmm. I will say the only thing that gives me pause, the last – Jets coach to be associated with Tony True. Soprano. Unfortunately, True. True. it did not go yeah. great for him. The man genius. <laughs> the Vesuvio's. man genius at spotted at Vesuvio. Yeah. Does Robert Sala dine at Vesuvio? That's at the very end of the series, right? Very serious. Like, uh, he was like, it's just some, such a weird scene where so weird. Uh, people were like going nuts. Uh, and, and this was at the height of the man genius yeah. powers. It was been three weeks where it would have been appropriate to film this scene. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like, I was a pro man genie guy. I felt like that they got rid of him too soon. Uh, but he never ultimately, oh, I guess he went to Cleveland and then uh, never. He works in like himself. Wall Street now or something. I don't even know. I don't know, know what he does. Uh, I, I was, I was higher on the man genius than most, but. Ultimately, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think he had no Riz, uh, Mangini. That was his problem. No Riz. Zero Riz. <laughs> Rizless. Yeah. Rizless Mangini. It worked for yeah. Belichick. I think Belichick has, like, low-key Riz. No, I think he has so little Riz that he almost has, like, it comes back around that it's Riz. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas Mangini doesn't realize. But Belichick is so aware of his lack of charisma that it's like... Uh, I think if you went to dinner with Bill Belichick, I think that there would be Riz. But I think... 100%. There are stories where, like... Him and Nick Saban, the famous college coach, would um, would like would catch up and and he'd be like, "Hey, could you leave us alone?" And then and then like they were talking football for five hours, like mm -hmm. they were just like talking about the three four versus the four three, like yeah. So he's only talking football, but I agree, he would still be interested. Yeah, I think the Bill Belichick podcast, uh, when he gets fired from the Patriots at the end of the year, will be good. Uh, we could only hope. Mm -hmm. How great would that? How bad would the Patriots situation have to be for Belichick to get fired? Ooh, that would be nice. I mean that. What, like if if they're looking like a listless six and eleven, you don't think that mm -hmm. uh, it's on the table? 
I mean, first of all, I think he would like retire or step down or something. I don't think Kraft would ever fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they, but okay, they would say like, okay. I'm what did Bill retire. Simmons said? The Patriots are winning this division, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about. The mm-hmm. Patriots are are the best team in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we let's see what else was uh, okay. <laughs> I, again, more experiments uh, were more evidence of why the Nathaniel Hackett experiment didn't work out. I'm getting nervous. I'm Denver. getting nervous about Nathaniel Hackett, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Very nervous every time this guy speaks. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, we're it's like uh, our players are in meetings, and he's talking about like Aaron Rodgers got a haircut. He's like, oh, haircut. What'd you get a flow B? Oh, you get, like get this on YouTube. Hey, come on. Let's 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 look on TikTok at some uh, at some funny videos, guys. The worst job in the world is like the intern that has to like click whatever, you know, like call up uh, clips of whatever Nathaniel Hackett is boring the players with at that second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's he does a team meeting with the whole offense. Yeah. And they have like all these boring sayings. Uh, He he says his dream job is to be the guy who lights off, sets off the fireworks when a team scores a touchdown. I just Gold feel like back. you know it was in the previously on like previously on yeah. Hard Knocks like uh, you know guys uh-huh. know about Gold Member you know about <laughs> Gold Member <laughs> that Akiva that first from yeah. Sean Payton's perspective he walks in this building the stories yeah. they must have told him of like yeah it's like after we lost that game then Nathaniel Hackett made us watch the Smurfs movie. Uh, and 100%. then, yeah. And then, and, and then he, uh, brought, he brought in, uh, a, a juggler to, uh, then, uh, you know, and then we had to, he got the VCR out and then we had to watch, uh, season one of scrubs. <laughs> no, I, I really believe it at this point. I'm, I listen, I hope Sala has him under wraps because he is the only offensive guy really on the team. And Sala's not calling the plays. Mm-hmm. It makes me nervous. This guy is wasting time yeah. on camera it's like at least when the cameras come in pretend to be teaching the players no. that off this is what he was he said all right let's get okay uh so I- I- izzy uh israel vanaconda okay let's look at the you're dancing at the end of this okay you're dancing you were dancing solo and that was not a cool look i want you to be, be dancing with your teammates that's what we do here is like when we score a touchdown, what do we do? Everyone's like, celebrate. Like it's the world's most boring teacher is like making the kids. They're just repeating all these like, and what do we do? Like foil, first offense, inside lineman. Like they're just like ridiculous acronyms he's got going. <laughs> uh, nobody's, I, I'm nervous no one's buying in. And here's the thing. I always say this like in the NFL, if you win, like people put up with a lot of like weirdness. But if they lose the first week or two or if the offense struggles, they will be leaking to the media like crazy. Like uh, Nathaniel Hackett, like sleeps in the office and just, you know, binges Gilmore girls. And everybody like <laughs> between, between Rory and Lorelai. Like it's going to happen. You're going to, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, you yeah. can probably like, if this goes poorly, he's going to be like on the big brother live feeds before the end of the football season. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think if I'm Robert Sala, I think we got to disable YouTube in the building. I think that uh, basically true. like uh, get one of these people, the IT guys to just well, like, sure okay. internet we need. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then what do you think about Jeff Ulbricht uh, that he uh, like has come across pretty well on hard knocks. what do you think about his like, all right, everybody like put your link on the chain. Listen, every every group has a shtick these days. There's college a little Friday a, Night Lights. It's uh, yeah, but in college, it's very popular. You had the turnover chain and the turnover, uh, you know, mascot, and, and like every every team has a different thing for like if you force a turnover on defense. Mm-hmm. 
So I get it. And I hear the idea, like we're only as strong as our weakest link or whatever, but it does feel forced. Mm -hmm. Um, But but I think it's still less forced than the Hackett stuff. At least like I think football players have been hearing this stuff their whole life. I'm sure their high school coaches were doing the same thing. So, you know, to me there and they seem to get along. We see actually uh, we haven't spent a lot of time in players houses this season, but we do go to. Tenzel Smart's house, and he's got other defensive linemen there. It is funny because, like, players always call John Franklin Mars JFM just because, like, it's a hard name to say or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is funny the players actually do call him that. Yeah, it was like a whole party um, for uh, Tenzel Smart, and he, like, co- was he cooking for everybody? I mean, he had, like, the whole defensive line over at his house. I mean, you'd have to think you have guys that big over. You got to make a lot of food, probably. They made charcuterie boards and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. Yeah, but why is the guy who has, like, the least secure roster spot, is he sort of, like, playing the social game of, like, hey, if I get, like, Quinn and Williams and JFM and everybody Mm from Bryce Huff over here and, like, if we all, like, if those guys, like, like, maybe they'll stump for me. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, tell your kid if, like, hey, like, find the most popular kid and bring him Pringles every day and, like, he'll have no choice but to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think there's a little of that. And also, ostensibly, he has, like, the least amount of money, right? He's, like, right. never really had a mega deal where Salomon Thomas was a first-round pick has probably made tens of millions of dollars. JFM mm-hmm. makes eight figures every year. Um, but maybe he lives, like, closest. And also, he's married, so it's possible um, just yeah. that. Well, and then he had the bit about from the first episode of that he uh, said that he didn't want to have the charcuterie board. And so I think that Mm -hmm. the guys probably said like, oh, let's get together. Let's 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 do the charcuterie board at your house. Yeah. On our night, it's very reality TV ish. Right. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. we're going to this is like set up. These guys have never been because they actually do in the first episode talk about Tenzel Smart's house, I think. And and Quinn Williams says he's never going to invite Tenzel over or something. Yeah. In the first episode. Why would they, right? I mean, so, why would they go to Tenzel Smart's house? I mean, he probably has like the worst like uh, house, setup right, out of anybody. Yeah, but it's but I think those guys are single. I think ultimately it boils down to Tenzel is married and, and they have bachelor pads. Or no, I mean, uh, Quinn Williams is uh, married, I believe. Oh, that's true. He is married. I think yeah. you're right. Anyway, and but Quinn Williams has a lot of pull. Like he got his brother on the team. So maybe Tenzel Smart's like, okay. Well, he has I... a monster contract for like a <laughs> mediocre player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big hitter, but yeah, uh, you know, not the best, uh, gonna, not going to make a pro bowl, not going to be the Williams brother that makes the pro bowl. Okay. Even my wife was saying like, boy, Jets camp looks like it's really fun. There's like a, mm-hmm. a DJ going on and it's just like a nonstop entertainment. It's like camp. It is. I mean, they do call it hard knocks training camp with the New York Jets. The word camp is in there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think Patriots camp is this fun. I don't think so. I think Bill Belichick is picking the tunes and it's like Bruce Springsteen and like Golden Bon Jovi. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're lucky. But no, yeah, I mean, but Salah like knew they were playing like uh, like modern music and Salah's like, oh, I love this stuff. You know, like uh, he I, I mean, again, he's a dad of seven. I don't think he's that cool, but he was playing it off like he's, you know, he's pretty yeah. hip. Are you surprised we haven't gone home with Robert Sala at all? Uh, it's probably a hard film with seven kids and he also might not want to. Yeah. He did have like a very public, basically, I think he like sued yes. the contractors or something. It was like a big, big sh- ordeal. A builder. Build yeah. He had like a whole situation yeah. where he was like, he bought a property and then there was going to be like a, and he got kind of, I think he got ripped off. Um, And basically like him and his apartment and his family were like living in an apartment for months. Uh huh. Years, maybe. Yeah. 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 So. All right. I don't uh, know. It's a tough sell to, to convince your wife. Like, house has got to be really clean. It's got to be HBO level clean if you're letting the cameras come. You that's know? true. And then the other storyline that we didn't talk about was the uh, Jerome Cap of it all. We spent a lot of time with him. He was the guy that during the rookie show, he did an eight mile. I, I didn't realize that Eminem responded 
to yes. the, yeah, the, the rap. About it. Yeah. Um, and then I felt bad for him that he was reading the comments and people were like, oh, he's got no flow. This guy sucks. He's not even a good rapper. He's like, I'm, 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 I'm a football player. Right. Well, former football player, but yeah, <laughs> I, I he's still a football player. I guess that's true. Once a football player, always a football player. Yeah. And you know how badly like his whole team, like the thing that really got me was when, you know, he's talking about how, like how much this means to him. Like this has been his whole life to get to this point and that his brothers and sisters, like they spent their entire childhoods, like driving around, taking him from practice to practice because that he is the one that was a special and potentially going to be a football player. That isn't that like, uh, that's a lot of pressure on him. For sure. You don't think about that, but yeah, not every family has like a bunch of future professional athletes. So I'm sure it was like, Oh, we gotta, you know, of course take Jerome to this football camp this weekend. Like, Oh, come on. We want to go to the pool. Like, no. Yeah. Sorry. We can't go to the mall. Jerome's got to go to like, you know, a travel game in West Virginia. So I do. Yeah. I, I, you know, respect to his siblings for, uh, for going through that. Yeah. And so ultimately he gets cut and then it's you know very sad that I feel like that they mm-hmm. should call like a nice car for the guy. Like, I feel like that when he's like, uh, like, all right, you went from, you were on the jets and now you're cut and like, uh, get in the back of this, uh, Honda and get out of here. Yeah. Um, call your dad yeah, players to pick usually, you up. Yeah. Players <laughs> usually do drive away from, from the years that I've seen watching Arnox. Uh, like we said, they we're not in the meetings, at least this week. I don't think we will be next week either, but we don't see him get caught. We do see him being escorted from the building, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what will a player like that go on to do, Akiva? Are they, are they like uh, calling up like the XFL? Yeah, I think a guy who gets caught if he wants to keep playing uh, and they've announced that they're probably not bringing him back or it's been reported that they're probably not bringing him back to the uh, practice squad. Yeah, I think he could go to the XFL and try and show out. There aren't, unfortunately, in football, there are not a lot of options if the NFL is not interested. Uh, maybe yeah. another team. I don't even know what squad, other leagues are out there. Is USFL, did that stick? Yeah, USFL, there are a few leagues. There happen to be a few leagues right now. It's better than it's been in the past. Uh, I think that maybe the Arena League is trying to get. So there are a few leagues. A guy, if you're decent enough to play in the preseason, you probably could get a spot on a xfl team uh, mm-hmm. if you want one but it's uh it's tough out there it's it's hard you know that's why they have these shows it's 53 guys get million dollar contracts and everyone else is basically unemployed goes home yeah okay anything else about week four of hard knocks for you akiva no it was weird because they almost made it seem like it's the end of the show uh and the timing is always weird with this last episode because a lot of the news has already happened by the time the show airs but we're not going to see it till next week that they have to cut 37 players uh and we'll see you know ooh, what's gonna happen to tenzel what's gonna happen to the three young receivers mm-hmm. uh chas Surratt, who we met in the first episode so uh it will aaron Rodgers make the team a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. you know stress though yeah not a lot of zach wilson this week no you see him talking i mean he, he doesn't really appear to have a nice relationship with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. yeah okay and uh, yeah, that's week four. We're going to have uh, one more episode of Hard Knocks and then we're going to be ready for the full on uh, NFL schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, really exciting. Uh, did Has Hard Knocks changed your perception about the Jets going into the year? Not really. I try not to listen. They're going to p- portray everyone in a positive light. I mean, we did, you know, Rogers really got very frustrated this week and he was cursing up a storm. Yeah, he was hot. Yeah, although so, they did make it seem like in the fiction of the show that Aaron Rodgers got mad and then fixed the offense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So he's like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't just get mad. He, yeah. He tells Garrett Wilson, like, hey, 17, step in my office. And then he uh-huh. basically like made all the adjustments and then uh, fixed the offense. So that's what Nathaniel Hackett was missing last year. Russell Wilson wasn't doing that. No, I really liked uh, Garrett Wilson's glasses also. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to find those. All right. So there you go. Uh, that's Hard Knocks week number four. We'll do one more Hard Knocks coming up uh, this week. And so hopefully uh, you uh, keep it here for one more week. Of course, listen to Uncle Keevy and uh, Uncle Chester talk about all of the 32 teams as uh, the 32 fans in 32 days uh, is into single digits now. Yeah, we're almost done. I haven't even recorded one in a long time because I was so early on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, and then we got to make our season picks next week. Say who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. I have to say I was a little shocked in my feed today. What I get to number nine, the Dolphins, uh, single digit rankings for the Dolphins. Dolphins are very good. I, Dolphins have uh, a really loaded team. They have the best receive, you know, receiving pair. Mm-hmm. They've got some real edge rushers. They have no depth. Uh, we talk about that. Actually, the, it's funny because if you don't listen to 30 fans, a fan comes on every day and they're basically 99th percentile best case scenario is what they're talking about, right? This team's supposed to stink. They find a, you know, sort of the silver lining and yeah. oh, they're going to go 10 and 7, not 4 and 13. Uh, but oddly, the Dolphins fan uh, was was a little more down on their team. But usually oh. fans are overly optimistic about their teams. OK. All right. And of course, we did a very fun renap this past week, dating or related. See if you can play along and see if you can uh, do better than Uncle Kiwi or myself in terms of figuring out who's dating and who's related. All right. Thank you so much for checking out uh, Hard Knocks Episode 4. We'll be back uh, next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-